Here we go. Lucky episode 13, Tartar Project, Phil Toronto here. Got another unique episode for us this week. First time sitting down with two guests at the same time. Mind-blowing. Revolutionary stuff happening on the Tartar Project. I'm super excited about it. This episode is with Katie and Lauren of Higher Dose. Higher Dose is... I'll let them explain exactly what Higher Dose is, but I love Higher Dose. It's actually been a huge benefit and addition to my recovery and wellness routine. We covered a ton. The conversation is super candid. Katie and Lauren were super open about the difficulties that they faced opening their first physical location and what it took to get their first check from fundraising and various things along the way that they've picked up and learned and adapted to. And they've built a really powerful brand. And if you scroll through Instagram and and check out a couple hashtags or just see their page, people love them and they have a connection with them because higher dose makes them feel great. And that's a pretty powerful thing to be able to do as a brand. We had a really good time covering the story of how Lauren first discovered infrared sauna and how it changed her life and Katie's experience jumping on the train and then co-founding a company on a whim and potentially not even knowing if one or the other had ever used a computer before, but they will elaborate on that. We had a lot of fun today. Again, thank you so much for listening. 13 episodes in and no signs of stopping. If you enjoy this, please tell your friends, please five stars on iTunes, follow me on Spotify, but without further ado, higher dose. We're back. Thank you for tuning back in. Uh, we have two guests today. This is the first time this has ever happened in the history of the Tartar Project. Wow. I'm very excited. We have the founders of Higher Dose, Katie and Lauren. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Before, We're so excited to be here. Oh, I, in this I'm room thrilled. with the most amazing view ever. We have we have a nice skyline, Madison Square Garden view here in Hudson Yards. Um, before we jump in, could you give the listeners an idea of what Higher Dose actually is? We always say that Higher Dose is not your mother's day spa. What we are is we're an infrared spa. And infrared is actually really good for detoxifying, downing cortisol levels, burning calories, giving you amazing skin, and ultimately getting you high naturally. It does so by releasing dose, which is dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. And it makes you feel euphoric once you leave. So what we say we're not like your mother's day spa, because you know all those traditional spas that are playing spa music with spa water, and you have to be really quiet, and you have the basic treatments. Well, we're very different from that. We're edgy and cool and playing Burning Man music and diffusing essential oils, and the lights are down really low, and it's like an edgy spa. And you go there, and you get your own private room with your own private infrared sauna. We also have medical grade chroma light therapy in there. So two forms of light therapy. And you go into the infrared sauna and you sweat like you've never sweat before. I can confirm that. Yes. You sweat out all the toxins. So it detoxes you seven times more than traditional saunas. So you leave there feeling euphoric and connected and calm and your skin is glowing. And this happens all in one session. So it's kind of you know, interesting. We have a lot of uh, people from all walks of life that come to us. The treatment really works. It works over long term, but it also works immediately too. So it's not something you have to do six sessions in order to see benefits. 
you see them immediately. We always say it's kind of like getting a facial acupuncture, a workout all in one. So um, yeah, you guys have to come check us out if you're ever in New York City. Definitely. I second that. I have gone a few times. I'm less than 10, greater than five. I don't remember Mm -hmm. what it comes out to, but I definitely remember the first session, not just because it was one of your, what was actually your first location uh, with my friend and co-investor, Carrie. Uh, we genuinely played Enrique Iglesias, which is another feature of Higher Dose. You have control of the playlist yep. when you're in your own private room, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and I just, we left feeling amazing. We kind of wanted to just high kick down the street. And I think we, we did. <laughs> you did probably, yeah, yeah. We definitely did. Totally. Yeah. It's pretty cool to be able to give New Yorkers that feeling too, because so many people in New York are stressed out and hard jobs and... I don't know, just the, you know, even riding the subway is a huge pain. So to provide people with something that makes you feel good consistently and is very accessible, something uh, really nice to be able to do. Mm -hmm. Doing God's work. (laughs) That's it. Not to toot our own horn. Right. It doesn't feel like it. That's why I said it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work at all, actually. That's the so, best part. It is the best part. And uh, anytime it does feel like work, Katie and I just go in the sauna together and remember why we're doing it all. That's a and we, then we laugh about something or I <laughs> laugh. Yeah, you can. You can go in there and like totally freaking out, high anxiety, super stressed out, and it melts it all away. It's kind of like the same thing as like a meditation or yoga. And once you start breathing, you're like, oh, wait, this is like not something that I need to overreact. And uh, because it really does take you out of fight or flight mode and put you into rest and digest. And when you're in that mode, you're like, oh, wait, this is not such a big deal, you know, as opposed to when you're freaking out so hard to calm yourself down. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's like something that we've used as our secret weapon um, the whole time we were starting higher dose because we, you know, had so many of those moments. And then we would just go in the sauna together and be like, you know, we would talk about how amazing we feel for like 10 minutes afterwards. It's usually yeah. the same conversation over and over, over and over, like the conversation we're having right now. Yeah, pretty much. For me, it feels like a runner's high, but without actually having to do the work. Oh, that's nice. nice. But you still burn calories thanks to the infrared. You do. Really? Yeah, you do. You get a um, majority of the benefits that you get from working out and uh, actually leave some of the bad benefits that you get from working out, which, you know, a lot of the times you do put your body into flight or fight mode when you are working out. It's a little stressful on the body. Sometimes you can increase inflammation you know, you're increasing lactic acid and, you know, sometimes you can injure yourself and, you know, I used to run a lot and now I can't run ever anymore. Um, so you get all the benefits of working out without doing anything. Amazing. So we're we sell take, it to you guys? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> ready to just go <laughs> down to <laughs> go home now? Oh. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> but we're going to take a, a really big, big, big step back to where you both grew up. Uh, you haven't known each other since childhood, I assume. So they're, they're two separate life paths that have converged uh, to the dose. Uh, so where where do you originate from? I feel like Lauren should start. She always starts. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is Lauren. Um, so I am from a small town out of Toronto, actually. We were just talking about this before Ooh. we started the podcast. Yep. Uh, it's called Hamilton, Ontario, or the armpit of Ontario, actually. We are known for producing steel. So when you actually drive by my town, or my city, I should say, 
Um, we're in between Niagara Falls and Toronto. So you can kind of like drive by if you're going from like one or the other and you can see all the steel factories, you know, looking disgusting. But I must say that we do live on an escarpment and it's really beautiful up there and it's not all so bad. But, you know, sometimes if you talk to any Canadian, they'll kind of know that like Hamilton's like not known for being the most beautiful place on the bear. Yeah. In, in all of Canada. So I'm from New Jersey. So I, yeah. I so <laughs> my husband's from New Jersey and we always joke that we're from the armpits of like our areas. So. Yeah. And you came together with we're this beautiful from love. the same cloth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so Where funny. in New Jersey are you from? Uh, up North in Oakland. Oh, okay. Cool. Oregon County. Yeah. Nice. How about him? Sussex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get irrationally excited. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I see or hear of somebody from New Jersey, even though it's not that rare, it's just this weird pride thing. Yeah. Kind of I mean, people from New Jersey are great. Yeah. I Not agree. all, but like a I lot agree. of his friends were, are great. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Katie? Uh, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, oh, which cool. I joke is like a suburb of Canada. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, you're nice. Like, like Canadians uh, kind of have a Canadian accent. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it was like a standard, what you would imagine any kind of like American high school very normal experience playing sports. Just a good wholesome, wholesome Midwestern girl. Did what you could have cheerleaders? I say? <laughs> yeah, of course we did. Didn't you? No. In you Canada, have we have a spirit squad. No, what? no. We're What's like, a spirit squad? All the girls play hockey? Yeah, so, yeah, totally. All the girls play sports. It would be weird for like the girls to like do cheerleading. It would seem like strange for us in Canada. It was just a spirit squad and it was mixed men and, and women and, and the, or boys and girls, I more like it, but yeah, they would just cheer people on and <laughs> that was it. But they, we weren't allowed cheerleaders in Canada or maybe where I'm from in, in Canada. You guys were ahead of the androgyny curve. Totally. Yeah. Cause I'm sure that nowadays, explains everything. Yeah. Nowadays it's probably it's like definitely spirit squad. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent spirit squad now. Yep. I wasn't on the spirit squad. I played all the sports too. So that's fair. Yeah. What position in hockey did you play? So I actually never played hockey. I'm not a true Canadian. I played soccer and basketball and, and uh, did all the sports in my, in my school, but I never played hockey. I am not one for cold, obviously. Fair. Yeah. I played hockey. Did you? Mm -hmm. Actually, she played, didn't you play lacrosse too or no? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And tennis and and field hockey. Yeah. It's pretty Canadian. So you're super Canadian. Yeah. You're more Canadian than I am. I was like, no way. It's too cold in the ice. <laughs> yeah. And your last name's Toronto, so we're all. A I know. Bit, yeah, there's we're there's a common okay. thread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all from the north. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you care about school when you were growing up, or did you have the option to not care about school? I, I did actually. Um, my parents never really um, asked for my report card, or wow, they did not drive me academically at all, um, which is weird because I always did well in school. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I hate to say this, but I used to cheat a lot in school. I spent more time on my cheat sheets than I did on studying sometimes, which is bad to say. Um, I never took it seriously. I thought it was all a joke and there were certain, like, you know, I loved math and I loved, um, what else did I love? I loved English, but you know, all the rest of the subjects I just thought was a joke. Yep. Which you turned out okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just feel like that, like I 
truly feel like an entrepreneur deep down inside. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time with school and, and the rules and like status quo and, and learning subjects that, you know, really are not going to help you at the end of the day. And looking back on it, like, I think there's so many more valuable subjects that kids could be learning in school. Like I'm a nutritionist and health coach. Like that's, I think far more valuable than say some of these subjects out there. And I just think that they could do things a little bit differently. And it's funny cause I'm actually having uh, twins right now. I'm having, Amazing. yeah, having two kids and I'm like, Oh my God, like, do I really have to, you know, stick around and live in one place so that they could go to school? Like I'm already trying to figure out ways to like homeschool them or like, is there schools online for kids? Like, I don't think so. Can someone create that? Probably. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of benefits. Product of, request. If anybody's listening. It would just um, have to meet government standards for education. But is that that hard? Like homeschooling is probably more difficult for more people, but like, there was an online pro program for school. I don't know. What are you going to do? Just give your kid an iPad and go to school. No, because you can like There's record a whole, modules. Like, social and... aspect of going to school too. But you could still do other social things, right? Play groups and sports. Yeah. Spirit squads. Yeah. Yeah. Learning. For instance. Or putting them in subjects that you think are going to be a little bit more valuable. Yeah. That's like interesting. how to do your taxes. <laughs> yes. That would be Which a great people, one. That would be knows still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Set you up for success. I mean, home ec, I feel like should never have gotten taken out. Like how to learn how to cook and do right? laundry and everything. Basic it's, life skills. Yeah. I took home ec. For the record, I took school very seriously. Okay, good. <laughs> Which is so funny because now the roles are reversed. Right. No, <laughs> where Katie's like not serious and I'm like super serious. Life's easy. But anyway, um, yeah, my parents were very crafty in that they almost trained me like a dog where it was like, if you get a good report card, you get to have a lobster and steak dinner. Lobster oh. and steak? Which oh I learned God. at like eight years old. So then That's I was amazing. like all over A plus report card. So I graduated valedictorian. Wow. Went to Georgetown. You took it super seriously. Took it super seriously. Um... And yeah, it was kind of like a good move because it got me to Wall Street early in my career. And that's, in my opinion, was just such a great way to launch my career because I learned how to build decks, which impressed Lauren and <laughs> made her want to have me as a business partner. That's true. So I was like, there's I, yeah. no way I'm doing this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started working, somebody, I was an intern, obviously, and I was told to make a deck. And I tried Googling that because I didn't know what a deck was. And I went on probably for two, two and a half hours just trying to figure out what the fuck a yeah, deck was. Totally. And I finally just swallowed my pride. I'm like, what What exactly is a deck? And he's like, it's just, it's a PowerPoint. It just lays out the, all this information. So it was, it was key to learn what a deck was. was I, nice. I actually love creating decks now, especially around like higher dose. I think it's like really good to just like sit there and brainstorm and tell the story. And um, I'm, I consider myself to be somewhat of a good salesperson. So I, I like telling that story and um, I don't know. I think it's really it's useful. It's good for scaling information, right? Yeah. And we like brain dump all the time and, yeah. you know, it gets us talking about all sorts of things that we should and shouldn't do. And uh, models on the other hand, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm into models. Yeah. yeah I'm I, not into models. 
before a into wall street yeah you, yeah your hotkeys are probably down pat right? oh my god you don't touch a mouse you have no idea i could do it blindfolded mm. yeah so that's my jam and especially like when you kind of realize how numbers really drive everything in business and how important cash flow is and yeah that sort of thing it's like just kind of i i don't know becomes ingrained makes sense yeah nerd alert (laughs) (laughs) moving on (laughs) no let's stay right here (laughs) did you favorite keyboard shortcut (laughs) well actually i want to know that what is your favorite i don't know control delete fair no (laughs) i don't know i have stage fright now that's okay (laughs) yeah i was too on the spot that was very (laughs) granular did you did you have jobs growing up at local businesses did you have an entrepreneurial thing oh my gosh i've been working since i was like you know legal that's for sure um it's funny i always tell this story anyways i started babysitting when i was probably in grade six too young to be babysitting (laughs) but i used to pick up these two twin girls and I would take them home and cook them dinner and then mom would come home at like 6.30. But it was a lot of responsibility for how young I was. Totally. Because I did a lot of stupid things um, while I was babysitting them. And then I always like to tell the story of when my sister actually turned 16 and she could get a job. My sister's two years older than me. We spent the whole day at the shopping mall while she handed out resumes and we were coming back home and uh, I went, I wanted to get a sub and I've been going into this like sub place for like, you know, the last three months I would go in like two to three times a week because I was obsessed with it. And I walked in there and he like literally like offered me a job Whoa. and I came out and I told my sister about it. And she was like so pissed off because it's like such my life is like how, you know, like I just put something in my mind and I think about it for a second and I can like manifest it. So I started working at a sub shop when I was 14, two years under the limit. And the, the sub owner, the sub shop guy, Nick, used to sleep in the back while I would make subs. Wow. And everyone thought I was his daughter. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I worked at a sub shop, too. Did you? Yeah, I worked at Subway when I was 17. You're an artist. You're a sandwich artist. Indeed. I was so good that I would get tips, like cash tips. Yeah. I, yeah. I love making subs. That's amazing. I, I still remember. It's like bread, cheese, vegetables, meat, then the sauces, bun. Done. <laughs> you have to do you it in that a order. Lot of pleasure in that explanation. I mean, anything to do with food, I'm like really passionate about. So, I also worked in retail. I had a commission based sales Whoa. job, so that's where I learned the value of complimenting people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great takeaway. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's useful. Yeah, <laughs> complimenting people. Nice shoes, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah little color yeah. i don't wear a lot of color so shoes are usually my flare your flare yeah good 12 pieces minimum yeah. my flares in my shoes and my handbags and today is not the day so it seems like a great day yeah today's okay it's fun yeah you can't really wear much now anyways You've got a harley shirt on yeah, yeah it's pretty badass yeah and i'm hiding my big belly that's smaller than i would expect <laughs> for twins so i know yeah it's pretty crazy that's so. nuts Two human beings. I know. <laughs> I know. I cried when I first found out because I was like, I have a job. It's overwhelming, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean I'm having to? Like, you know, I, I bawled my eyes out and I could hardly even like leave the doctor's office. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first time I went, they, you know, I we did the ultrasound 
and there was only one and my parents and my sister couldn't wait to hear if there was one or two because my mom's a twin. So they always told me like, you know, I was going to be the one to have twins. And I was like, no, you guys are crazy. So it was like this ongoing joke that I was going to be the one to have twins. So then the second ultrasound I went to, that's when we discovered that there was two. And like, literally I had to be removed from the doctor's office. She tried to draw blood. There was like zero blood in my veins. Like you couldn't even, she like poked me a bunch of times and like no blood even came out. That's how like in shock I was. And I was like, I just didn't understand how I was going to work and do this. And you didn't mean to manifest that. I did not. Someone, they manifested it for me. Mm -hmm. But now I'm super. My (laughs) sister and my my family. family. (laughs) With their jokes and prodding. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm really excited because now I get to bang it out in in one shot and (laughs) get it done. And hopefully, you know, they're best friends. So I don't have to do all their entertaining be the best yeah and you have little employees yeah and now i have an excuse to get help without feeling bad about it completely (laughs) so so when when did you meet as co-founders so we met fall of 2014 (laughs) (laughs) it was four and a half years ago now it was Yeah. yeah which is crazy so um i'll back it up a little bit so i am a nutritionist and health coach and I was also doing television hosting. So cool. I had my own show at one point and then started hosting for brands like UFC and EA Sports and IMG and doing more extreme sports. Um, I also was a model for a good 15, 16 years. So, um, but really my true passion was nutrition, wellness, and fitness. So I started working at a startup and the startup was a wellness startup. And my job was the brand ambassador program. And I also did product development. So I got to sit in boardrooms and talk to the most influential people and, you know, that were uh, the best doctors, the best nutritionists, the best fitness people. And I would pick their brain and figure out like what ingredients we should be putting in our products. And, and, um, actually came across the infrared sauna from one of the doctors I was talking to. And at the time, even though I was like, you know, super healthy and knew a lot about nutrition, I still couldn't really figure out why I was having like a cystic acne and, you know, all the other like health issues that I had with overworking out too much stress and all the things that you don't really factor in when you just like think food is the only answer. Right. Um, so one of the doctors was like, you really need to try the infrared sauna. It's going to be really good for you. I think it's going to be good for calming down your nervous system. It's going to put you in a state of relaxation and rest and digest and take you out of fight or flight mode, but still give you that same feeling as a workout. Cause I was literally running 10 miles in the morning and I would go do Muay Thai at night. Wow. Yeah. And I would have to like wake up in the middle of the night and like have something to eat or something to drink just to put myself back to sleep because my body was just like ready to go. Freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking out. So I went and tried the infrared sauna, the only infrared sauna in New York City. And it was in this like colonic center in a basement behind a curtain. And you can hear like people walking by as you're like naked in the sauna. And such a weird experience, but... I never felt so good in my whole entire life. Nothing made me feel that good. I slept like a baby that night. My skin was glowing and I just enjoyed the experience so much. And I considered myself to be somewhat of a wellness expert. Like I've tried a lot of things in the space and uh, there was just nothing that compared to it. So I was like, I'm going to write an article about this because this is like pretty insane and nobody knows what an infrared sauna is. So I started researching it and the benefits that came up were just like a laundry list of benefits. Couldn't believe it did all these things. 
There were so many studies to back it up. It's been around for so long. It's super, super safe. So safe that they put prematurely born babies in incubators. That's infrared. It's life force. It's a light therapy. I was just like, what? Like, how does everyone not know about this? And I enjoyed it so much, especially under the circumstances. Totally. So it was, it was that the next day it was like, this is what my company is going to be on. Like no question asked. So, um, I actually was, um, talking to my colleague about it and, uh, he was telling me that he was meeting with this girl and he was going to tell her about his gum idea. Was it a probiotic gum idea? It was like, uh, functional or or it was, um, fortified personal care products. Right. So he was like, you should come. So I just went and I kind of like crashed the meeting. And uh, the meeting happened to be with Katie and I was um, just telling her about my idea. And this is where I throw the story to her. Um, and she can tell you a little bit about, you know, her experience with and Fred. Yeah. So it was really perfect timing when we met. Um, it had been a while since my Wall Street days. I actually started off at Merrill Lynch um, right before the financial crisis. And I got really into running in fitness to help balance the stress of finance. So when the industry kind of exploded, that's when I shifted gears into wellness. And I went out to San Francisco and was working for a health and wellness focused VC. And I met the owner of the San Francisco Marathon and helped him build his business for a while. And then I wanted to come back to New York. And I started with Tough Mudder when there were like 10 people. And by the time I left, there were 150. I was reporting to the CEO um, running the strategy team and doing international expansion. So I had this like great startup experience, but I knew I wanted to have my own thing. Wasn't also sure. a piece of the finance side as well, yeah. which is a view that most founders don't have, which is, is and generally helpful. helpful for raising money. Totally. Um, cause it's a dance. Totally. And yeah. And then, you know, I, I'd gotten really into more restorative, um, therapies. So versus, you know, really aggressive things like running, I started to get into acupuncture and colonics and detoxing stuff like that. So when I met Lauren, she told me I had to try the infrared sauna. Of course, I'd heard of it before through my detoxing, but I hadn't really tried it. The first time I tried it, I felt like I ran six miles without doing anything. Just had that runner's high, that addictive quality to it. So without knowing anything about each other, we are just immediately like dove into partnership. Amazing. Yeah. Like the very next it day, was she was like, faith. do you want to come to my house or do I come to yours? <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, you can come to mine. She's like, do you have like some a whiteboard, a, a whiteboard or? or anything that we can? I'm like, nope. <laughs> Napkins, papers. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. So You're like, I just got a computer. Never used one before. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like cranking away like hotkeys left and right. What, what was the first brainstorming session like? How, how did you, how'd you guide it? Like, did you just throw stuff at the wall? Like what, what was that like? It was like um, manifesting, I would say. I remember it was like, well, we need an infrared supplier. So like, let's just call them all. And then we would call them all. And then there'd be like one that would like overquote us. And then the one that we are still working with today was the nicest, sweetest, most giving company you could ever like come across. And They literally like created a whole different product for us and patented it for us for free. It was just like, that's amazing. It was just 
It backing up, it was a little painful though, because I think we thought we were going to like throw together a deck and get money, you know, in the yeah. next month. And that raising money really did not happen at all, which is why we had to just kind of like, you know, get a supplier to take a leap of faith and essentially invest in us. They were kind of like our first investors helping us develop this product um, before we had any capital for the inventory. Um, yeah, you got to yeah, prove out so. the concept before you can Definitely. really go out there and raise money, especially because even though Katie and I had very complimentary backgrounds and we were great partners, we both didn't have any exits or, you know, successful companies under our belts. Mm -hmm. that, um, and, you know, being two female founders at that time, it wasn't like it is now where it's like, you know, there's so much support, um, Definitely. you know, for women. And it's kind of like, oh, it's more of a trendy thing to like invest into females or at least give them more of a chance, you know? Um, but one piece of advice we got was from the CEO of Tough Mudder, Will Dean. He was like, yeah, you're going to have to talk to probably 80 to a hundred people before you get your first investor. And that turned out to be true. So that was like good for setting expectations yeah, later. It's, it's always better to know that in advance because it can get drastically discouraging. Totally. Yeah, especially just to get your first check. Yep. That was pretty intense. But I don't think we would be standing here today, you know, and have done what we've done if we didn't have that because we're still, you know, very scrappy and we're still like very conscious of like money and how much. Like we raised a good chunk of money about two years ago and two and a half years ago. Two now. and a half years ago. And we're still good. Like we're yeah. very conscious of everything that we spend and everything. You know, it's kind of different because the startup that I was working at previously was very different. You know, he raised a crazy amount of money with no product, you know, just because he was a serial entrepreneur with a great background. And literally, like, you know, the, the thing that he would talk about is just that he's really passionate about health and wellness and he's going to build a great brand around it. And, you know, he raised, I I don't even remember exactly how much, but it was like, you know, more than 10 million on an open convertible note with no product. Wild. Wild. And it was really like wild. so hard. I couldn't understand how we had the best products in the world. It's about to blow up. It does everything that it does. All these studies and, and we couldn't even get someone to give us, you know, $50,000. Yeah. But eventually we did. Yes. So we, yes, just, eventually we did. We locked in like a small friends and family round of 70 grand. And that allowed us to open our first pilot location and just off that one location, we were making at a certain point, six figures a month. So Amazing. That was a great return on investment. And from there, we were able to attract a series seed round. And now we're getting ready for our series A. Gearing up. Yeah. We're both really excited Post about it. Post-summer, are you going to start raising now? summer? Probably send around the deck end of this week. I'll well, I think we were talking listener. to you about, mm -hmm. yeah, because I was a bit worried back. about raising in the summertime, but... I guess where we're at and the proven concept that we do have and we consider ourselves to be a hot brand um, with great, you know, a great track record. And we have 11 locations now and we launched our first product, which is killing it. Um, what is your first product? Yeah. So glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's something we feel very passionately about because, um, you know, the saunas are an amazing business and, and we're so thankful, but they're not that practical. You know, they weigh 700 pounds, they're really expensive, and not everyone has the luxury of having an infrared sauna in their home. But Katie and I feel very passionately that everyone should 
have access to infrared or be doing infrared often. And there's a lot of studies out there, and especially one in particular that talks about, you know, a 20 year long Finnish study of men doing saunas over 20 years. And um, there was some that did that two times a week, three times a week, four times a week. And just the health benefits that you get from doing it, like you can down all cause mortality by like 40% by doing, you know, a sauna three to four times a week. Wow. You know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, hypertension, Alzheimer's, like heart problems. Like it's just insane. Um, so there's so many benefits of it. So our main mission is to bring infrared to the masses. And um, so we launched our take home sauna experience, which is our infrared sauna blankets. It's um, you get the same benefits as the sauna, but in the comfort of your own home. And it's, you know, a portable. I hate the word sleeping bag, but it kind of looks like a sleeping bag. Um, and you wrap comfort as well. So that, that's- it's super comfortable. Like, honestly, the first 20 minutes you want to fall asleep and then the next 20 minutes gets really intense and you purge so many toxins and sweat that you feel like actually very um, energized afterwards. But it's a far infrared sauna blanket and um, yeah, it detoxes you seven times more, de-stresses you, gives you amazing skin, burns calories, amazing for pain and inflammation. And uh, you feel euphoric and you feel it all in one session. And it's uh, $500 and you can you know easily clean it, you use it over and over and over again, you store it under your bed. Travel with it. Travel with it. It's only 15 pounds. So we're so okay. proud of it yeah. just because you know this is our third version. Um, we really focused a lot on just like the experience and, and, um, portability and, you know, the materials that we used and, and, you know, making sure that the heat wasn't unbearable. So we put like a clay layer in there, which, which emits negative ions, which is very balancing. And we have stones in there, which penetrate the body even deeper to give an even, even deeper infrared and just a really cool product. And, um, and people love it. And people love it. Yeah. We've been sold out. Um, you know, right now we're actually okay, but there was a good five or six months around the holidays and in the wintertime where Stressful, we couldn't keep yeah. it in stock. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's also scalable for you. Exactly. Since you don't have to have an actual physical location every single city across America, which is which expensive is, and, and daunting. hard. Hard. It's like brick and mortar is a hard. But great because they're showrooms for, you know, our saunas and our sauna blankets and the brand um, and the power of infrared and and our product. But it's like we have, what, 60 to 70 employees right now? Yeah, closer to 60, I think. 60 employees. So, yeah. And (laughs) and you want to, like, keep the same, like, quality and you want to have really good customer experience and you really want the brand to like shine and, and keeping on top of all of that and making sure that, you know, our pl- employees can represent that is, you know, a very difficult task unless you're like there and present all the time, but that's just not the business model. What would you say are, and these are individual answers, of course, your favorite pillars of the higher dose brand? Because for me, I, I really enjoy the physical experience of the actual sauna itself and there's just so much added to it with what's in each room it's it's very thoughtful about what you put in there with the water and with the towels and you feel just taken care of from the second you set foot in the sauna which is why i enjoy it and why i wanted to have you on the podcast because it's a great experience and it's clear that you've taken a lot of time and thought around the brand itself and each touch point so just my motivation around asking is what's what's the 
your favorite things about your own brand, I guess. I like the aesthetic. Um, you know, right when we launched, I was, I insisted that we were not allowed to have a photo of Asana on the website. Um, and I think we were sitting in Lauren's apartment and I saw like a photo of her modeling in the jungle, like naked with a leaf covering up her intimate parts. And I was like, boom, that's the cover of our website. You know, <laughs> just like something that's like out of the box for a wellness brand. I like doing something surprising and edgy and irreverent. Um, and I also love the ethos of thinking of wellness in terms of getting high naturally and what you can do to up your happy chemicals, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Um, so yeah, I think that's my, those are my favorite things. Yeah. And just how you make the brand come to life in the experience too as well. So we thought about like, how do you release more dose in the room and in the experience, right? So, you know, good way to release dopamine is music. So we play like cool music. We have Sonos's in every single one of the rooms. And when you first walk in and it's kind of like that cool Burning Man music that, you know, really is like, oh, this is yeah. like <laughs> awesome. And, um, and then oxytocin, which, you know, you release when you share an experience with someone and it's all about connection and community. And you're ultimately going into a sauna naked with a friend, colleague, lover, whoever it is. And it's honestly one of the best ways to spend time with someone. You know, even healthy things like working out, sometimes you can't really like talk to that person and really connect. Yeah. And then when you get that runner's high on top of it, you know, when you go for a run and you like start talking all this bullshit, like you're like so excited about, you know, what you're doing and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it's like you're releasing so many happy chemicals. Yeah. You get that while you're in the sauna, while you're connecting with someone. So it's just like it's the best date, the best like thing to do with a friend um so you release a lot of oxytocin and then serotonin you release a lot from the the sauna itself because it is a light therapy so serotonin you release when you're in the sun and your eye picks up on the invisible light spectrum which is kind of cool because you actually can't see it to the naked eye but if you start filming yourself and while you're in the sauna you can see the wavelengths and uh, yeah it's really cool so you release a ton of serotonin which is great for combating seasonal affective disorder it's actually really good for just like feeling satisfied. You know, you release serotonin in your stomach when you eat, when you meditate, when you do yoga. So it's a great thing to have an extra dose of. And um, and then the endorphins, it speeds up your heart rate to the pace of a light jog. And and um, and also just through the experience, we like thinking about like essential oils and we diffuse the essential oils and we have like really beautiful, sexy lighting. We have red light because you know, red lights known to um, help you go to bed at night and not like that shocking, like intense blue light that you get from your computer. Um, and we recommend an ice cold shower after. Yeah, we have showers in the rooms. So boost you, your endorphins as well. Exactly. So it's just thinking about all those touch points and like how we can get someone to feel euphoric from the experience. And um, and then, yeah, take them higher. Take them higher. Naturally. Naturally. Boom. Yeah. Naturally higher. You're yeah. You're <laughs> I'll take it. You get it. So you're going in for a session. What's your go-to light color? I would say blue just because I'm already so stimulated as it is. Yeah, I think I usually go in the morning. So red because it's energizing. Like that. There, there's the opposite, right? So yeah, no, it's yin and yang. That's yeah. exactly what it's you want. It's yin and yang. Um, but what what you're referring to is um, our medical grade chromo light therapy that's in the sauna. Uh, because people always think that's the infrared. They're always like so confused. 
I'm like, no, 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 the yeah, panels are blue. <laughs> I know. I know. So we actually, um, yeah, we installed medical grade chromo light therapy inside the saunas and we have all the colors from the rainbow, different spectrums and all colors do different things. They work on different ailments within the body. They work on different chakras. They actually work on enhancing mood and we have this really cool informative book inside the sauna that explains what, what each color is good for. But I chose blue because it's calming and Katie likes red because it's more like energizing. Yeah. My first yeah. session that I went alone, I think I spent the first 10 or 15 minutes like cycling through the line. I'm like, no, but I really want to feel this, but then I want to feel that. But I usually default to orange, which I think is creativity. But yeah. And then like you have that. to figure out which one makes for the best selfie too. Because that's a very important part of the higher you, dose you, experience. You get it. You just get it. You get your consumer. In and out. Oh yeah. <laughs> I actually don't look good in the sauna. Like it, I don't either. I still take the selfie though. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do I post it? Some Maybe of these not. Amazing but photos that come out because I there are some glamour shots that like, come out. Amazing. We're like in awe of some of these photos that you know our clients can take in there. We're just like, wow. Yeah. How'd you get that How'd angle? You, yeah. Exactly. Like, there must be like a whole photo. And you I know, thought shooting. you only booked one person, but how did you get there? I know. Like, it's crazy. I know. They're so what creative. Kind of timer did you use? Yes. Where did you All hang the this thing? Yeah. Yeah, but that's been really key for us is Instagram. Um, yeah, it just kind of totally took off just from people posting the photos. And it's a really good opportunity because, you know, you have the color light therapy and then you're naked in a sauna. And, and then Generally you're doing- Generally helpful to have your customer, you know, posting naked photos of themselves yeah. using your product. And it's funny because yeah. when, you, really when you do- Yeah, I could see that being When you do beneficial. post these like healthy things on Instagram that are different and kind of weird and- eccentric in a way people always are like what is that where are you what's going on blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. it's like so interesting completely so um yeah it was a great marketing tool for us <laughs> it was. That worked all out. part of the brand and yeah user generated content who thought who thought we we didn't think it was going to be what it was and um it was just like perfect timing you know like everybody started to get on instagram right around when we were launching and yeah, and you've got a captive audience there with 30 minutes to an oh, hour yeah. with nothing to do and everybody's on their phones, so. All the time. Boom. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. I'd love to talk a little bit logistically around opening all the locations that you have. What was the timeline like between location one to location two and then how has that changed and what have you learned about opening a space that if you could go back to space one or two, because I know one was a little bit unique, but the first like, full build out that you would just change or know not to do for anybody that's planning a physical yeah, totally. location. I mean, I have a lot of opinions on all of yeah. this, but anyways, we launched our first location uh, three and a half years ago. We now have 11 locations and we have very different locations from one another. We're in luxury hotels, we're in shared wellness centers, we're in Equinox gyms. And we have our own standalone locations. So what we've learned is that the sweet spot is the luxury hotels. Mind you, it's not that easy to just open in a luxury hotel. But that was our third location, actually, um, that we opened. And um, that's the one that we have the most amount of saunas to. In. So we have five um, hotel rooms with five infrared saunas in there. And it's the best experience by far. People love going in hotels. The hotel rooms are already set up for us. They have their showers in there. And um, 
We ultimately bring a, an extra amenity to the hotel. If the hotel doesn't have a spa or a gym, yeah. we serve that. We um, also bring in amazing foot traffic that usually sticks around the hotel and spends money afterwards. It's we, just a win-win. We, win we bring for, in great press for the hotel. We bring too. in a crazy amount of press um, versus our worst, but also kind of our baby, which is our own location, the, our wholly owned location, which... Trying to open your own location in New York nightmare. is like a freaking nightmare. And everyone Especially will tell you that. Especially with showers. Especially with showers. And just like the amount, like, it's like you're dropping so much money in to build out someone else's, else's space when there's like all these hotel rooms that are like sitting there. Yeah. Underutilized. Right? Ready to go. So, um, you know, it took us a long time to get our um, location open. And uh, we just got it open actually two weeks ago. In Williamsburg. In Williamsburg. We're really excited about it. Um, but like we can get a hotel open in like three weeks if everyone's like ready to rock and roll. That's amazing. It's a pretty easy pitch for the hotel. Yeah. I mean, every hotel is trying to sales. figure out how to add in, you know, like a health and wellness aspect to it. Um, you know, that's very important. People don't want to get off of their, you know, healthy lifestyle and, and you know, workout regime because that's what happens is especially us young millennials right it's like we work so hard we eat a certain way you know we work out and then we go and travel and then you feel like that all goes to shit mm -hmm. and um you know hotels really need to be thinking about like you know how to optimize sleep and how to provide the best food and you know workout facilities and spas and relaxation and we can you know provide that overnight pretty instantly Pretty instantly. It helps with jet lag. It helps with sleeping. It helps with, you know. What can it do? What can it do? Exactly. It's like CBD if CBD actually lived up to all the hype. Exactly. And we ultimately part. can turn a hotel room into a higher dose, like, you know, within a day. And if it doesn't work out, which it will. Yeah. You know, there's really no build out costs. Totally. So, yeah. And so then physical space check. You have that on lock now. It's funny because we're doing our deck, so we know. It's amazing. We know. That's But our... you have closer to 60 employees. Do you have any fun hiring tips or tricks that you've picked up across hiring so many people and sitting through so many interviews? And just have you found a groove, so to speak, of how to hire quickly? Or is that still sort of, I, I wouldn't say difficult. Well, it's always difficult to hire because it's really hard to hire anything just because finding people is very, really very hard, difficult. Especially, especially in New York. I think the hard thing about like our challenges, we, you know, we consider ourselves like pretty fun, cool, young female founders, like our, you know, our product's cool, the brand's cool, but the work itself can be a little solitary. Like most of our locations just have one person working. Right. Um, so that's made it like difficult to build a culture that people feel connected to. And we're hoping that now like our whole, our wholly owned space is also kind of like our headquarters. So we're yeah. trying to do more to like have regular team drinks and outings and like feel that, um, connection to all our staff. So I feel like we'll have a better handle on HR in general, probably in the next like six months as we get into a groove cool. with our home base. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? I mean, we just had a meeting on this yesterday. I uh, was listening to the Julie Rice podcast with Tim Ferriss, and I find her to be very inspiring, very passionate, very brand focused. 
Um, so there's, there was, there was a lot of good tips there, but really identifying exactly that kind of person that is going to represent the brand is really important. So, you know, we realized that like, we need someone that's, you know, an empathetic, caring person versus we do like our super skillful person. Um, one, because we can teach them, you know, the skills, but like to really like be caring and warm and welcoming is like a hard thing to teach someone. So, um, you know, (laughs) almost impossible. And ultimately that's what, you know, people want when they come into higher dose is just like someone that genuinely cares and is passionate about the product. Um, so finding that is number one. And, um, you know, I personally think that you need to hire slowly and we, we talk about this and it sounds very harsh, but like hire slowly and fire quickly. Um, I am a little harder on everyone. I'm a, I have triple Virgo in my chart, if that means anything to anyone. (laughs) So I'm just like a naturally, like I have a high expectations of myself and other people. So I, yeah, if someone is really not consistent and you have a bunch of issues with them, like, you know, I'm like, let's just move on, just cut the fat. And when it comes to, you know, hiring, I tend to really like, I actually have spent time with them before and I'm like really inspired by who they are. And I feel like myself wanting to learn from them. And then I'm like, oh, wow, this is like someone that we need to have on our team. We do trial people. We do trial people before we hire for a a long time. And I guess most companies do that now, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We have, well, you not as many as you think it's, I think it's a phenomenal strategy for finding out whether or not somebody might be a fit. Like you're never going to get a better inkling of whether or not they're a culture fit or if they can vibe with how you work without either some project based type thing or experiment i I think it's a great way to hire yeah and we have to fit on both ends you know because they might not yeah either and then they want to easier yeah they usually start as contractors and we have all these ninja contractors right that's been another strategy is just like versus going with big agencies and stuff like that for marketing or whatever just like finding the most expert contractors we can at something like really specific yeah and then lauren and i just like manage all those relationships Right. Yeah, we've we've hired it's a, been a bunch really of good agencies. Hack. They've never worked out for us, right? Have as as one worked. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like so many everybody's like freelance these days, and I think our best freelancers have all been referrals. So it's always like good to just like ask your friends who are fellow yeah, entrepreneurs, you know? like for sure, who, who's your buyer, who's your copywriter, yeah, whatever. That's definitely the way to do it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Two questions before I let you go. Yeah. The first one, also an individual question. What's your life? Actually, there's three questions. So this one is, what's your life motto or mantra that's kind of carried you through either hard times, exciting times, or anything? Has there been one guiding light of a quote? Hmm. Um, these days, I really like energy is everything. Because if I feel like something's off, then I just always remember that I need to reset my energy and then everything else will fall into place. Um, I'm working on empathy as strength. Um, I am a very strong person, but I feel like really being empathetic and, you know, being softer and, um, you know, connecting with my team around me is much more powerful than like overpowering them. 
which has been my biggest weakness as a leader. Um, so now I, I take a lot more time to just get to know, like, you know, why something is the way it is before I'm like jumping to any conclusions and just trying to be much more empathetic of who they are as people and, and, you know, working with them a lot more closely and, um, yeah, just trying to be a little softer. Um, cause I feel like that's a lot less intimidating and it's interesting to be a female leader. They expect you to be that. So if you're not yeah. that, it's like even harder for them to wrap their heads around, wrap their heads around. Um, and I naturally am just a little bit more of a masculine energy and I'm really coming into myself as more of a, a female and more of as a female energy and being more empathetic. Trying to fight the stars a mm -hmm. little bit. I know <laughs> it's hard. It really is. It really is hard. And this is such a masculine city and it's like, to run a company is such a masculine thing. And, you know, and then to have the triple Virgo of like, I have my list of things that I want to get done and I need to cross that off my list. Yeah. You don't as understand. This is nothing against you. It's just, why are you not allowing me to cross this off my list? Mm -hmm. You're in the way. Yeah. You're in the way, but it, instead it's like, Oh, like, why is this not happening? You ask, what is the five whys that you can ask? And, and then just like, you know, instead of telling them what to do, you can sit there and work with them and, you know, there's just a lot of solutions that you can do instead of just powering through, powering through. Yeah. Beating someone with a baseball bat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> That's funny. Then this, we were talking about yeah. this before the mic went on and I thought it was really interesting, but what's your favorite early 2000s, late 90s comedy? Oh, it's going to have to be Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Amazing. Definitely. <laughs> I'm so, the Mary and you're the Rhoda. Yeah. It's so funny because Katie and I used to call, <laughs> we, we used to refer to us as Romy and Michelle when we first started. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. So much cooler than post-it notes though. <laughs> so much cooler. Um, <laughs> Michelle, um, Romy. Um, we, we had a lot of businesswoman specials at that point. Yes, totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, so I really loved Jim Carrey. I loved all of his movies and, also Canadian just saying um so I I loved Dumb and Dumber and I still love Dumb and Dumber and and Ace Ventura which never comes on anymore and I when agree. it does yeah. it's so funny yeah it's excellent uh, great it's so source good. of gifts by yes, the way I know really express yourself through that movie right yeah um so I was a, a big Jim Carrey fan mine's Wedding Crashers or Van Wilder, which is Ryan Reynolds, who is a Canadian as well, mm -hmm. I believe. So, and Mike Myers, Canadian, Mike come Myers. full circle. Yeah. Back to Canada. Oh, we're all back in yeah. Canada. <laughs> well, Canada's hot right now. Super like, hot. Hello. Did anyone watch the Raptors game last night? No, I'm just kidding. Even though they lost, <laughs> they did lose, but it, honestly, like Canada's become the coolest thing because before, you know, I moved here 10 years ago when I used to tell people I was Canadian, they had no interest in it. And now when you tell people you're Canadian, they're like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love all my Canadian friends. And they want to talk you're about so it. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas before, like, I remember I met Gerard Butler and I told him I was Canadian and he literally went boring. <laughs> where where can everyone find you? Either personally or, or Higher Dose, where, where would you like the folks to go to check out? Yeah. I mean, definitely check out Higher Dose um, to learn more about the benefits of infrared and just what we're up to and any new products. So at higher dose um on instagram or www.higherdose.com 
And then my personal Instagram is at Lauren Berlingeri, B-E-R-L-I-N-G-E-R-I. And mine is at KT Caps, letter K, letter T, K-A-P-S. Amazing. And I'm going to throw a code for a blanket if you are so inclined to purchase a blanket. Uh, If the wonderful salesperson that we have on this podcast has converted you, maybe check it out on the website. (laughs) Again, sounds amazing, but I'll throw that in the bio. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming in and taking time out of your day to talk with me. So I really appreciate it. It's amazing. Such a pleasure. Thanks I for the great you guys questions. It's fun. <laughs> 13, we're done. That was great. Lauren, Katie, thank you for coming on. We had fun. The connection for Canada and New Jersey is real. It's a thing. We explored it. We explored the evolution of Higher Dose. I'm excited to see where they go next. And as they continue to just take over location after location, making people feel great with some dose, I'm excited for them. If you want to check out a sauna blanket like Lauren and Katie mentioned on the episode, head over to HigherDose.com. They have so graciously hooked us up with a promo code, TARTAR, very unique. They'll know who sent them. I'm excited about that. You'll get a nice discount and you'll get a phenomenal sauna blanket. So thank you so much to Higher Dose, Lauren and Katie, for doing that for us, for my listeners, for this whole entire community. And thank you, the listener, again, for listening. It means the world to me. And I say it every week. It only means more every week. I I cannot thank you enough. This is so fun for me. And if you would share it with your friends, the Tartar Project, I'd appreciate it. I'll be back with you next week for episode 14. 